Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ideal Investor Show and this is another Odyssey series where we talk a little bit about me and my experience in reaching the time freedom point and making real estate investments and the strategies and lessons learned and balancing risk and reward and diversification and all those good things. And so today's episode is talking about going from wanting to create a significant portfolio to aiming what others would consider wealth. And to me, this is a really interesting topic right now. And it might have to do a little bit with my state of mind. But what is interesting and a realization that I've come to is that wealth is not really what the media is telling us and much more what we actually experiencing ourselves. So most people, and myself included, if you had asked me 40, 30, 20, 10 years ago, and even like a few years ago, what is wealth, I would have probably initially always jumped to some sort of a number that I was striving to get to. Like it could be a number of, in the sense of revenue in the business, or a number of how much Uh, or the assets that we have accumulated, like in stock, in real estate holdings, in gold coins and silver coins and so forth. How much is all of that added together worth, right? When you add it all up, those numbers can get quite impressive. And I remember well that there were many, many years, and for anybody who is a little older, I'm sure you also remember, when the advertising that you saw on like any kind of social media and stuff like that as it was just emerging was constantly talking about what would you need to do or could do or how could you quickly get to six figures and a six-figure job or six-figure income or a six-figure portfolio or everything was around six figures. And I can't put my finger on it exactly when that transitioned to another number But nowadays, when I look at it, I'm seeing more and more and more people that offer solutions and journeys and pathways to multi-million dollar uh, portfolios. 24-year-olds telling on YouTube that they have become multi-millionaires or other people, regardless of age, who say, I did this and I discovered this secret and it made me millions. So we went from six figures to now supposedly getting millions. And then there's obviously a huge difference between having a million dollars in revenue versus a million dollars in profits that you can actually spend. And I wanted to position this a little bit in this way and in, in kind of sharpening your senses, because what I'm actually finding is that there is another component to it that is not really directly related to the numbers. Because ultimately you can say, okay, if I'm making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand, meaning like a six figure income or six figure revenues, that's what you consider wealth. Or you could say, I'm adding all my assets together. And if I get to my first million, that is significant. And the second million is even more significant and so forth. 
keeping in mind in our deals when we think about real estate, if we buy properties between a hundred and two hundred thousand, it takes anywhere between five and ten properties to get a million dollars of value. But because we're financing them, it's really a little bit of a stretch to say we own wealth to that extent because most of it is still owned by the bank. But that's beyond the point. What I'm really getting at is wealth is to some extent this particular number that resonates with you, that can be a goal, that can be a motivation, that can be energizing. The other part is really how does it feel when you get to any of those numbers and what does it do to your mindset? And what I can tell you is the motivation part, the energizing part and so forth is really, really, really important. And I want everybody who is listening to this to realize that only when you actually give yourself goals, ideally write them down, put them in a prominent place, and you can see them all the time, they can be really motivating and energizing. But the other side of the coin is to put it in the perspective. And I give you a little anecdote to finish this episode of this Odyssey series, and that is that perception can be wrong. So I thought, for example, that in a particular area, that I was exploring as an investment opportunity that was significantly cheaper. And you know these markets. I mean, if you're in the U.S., you know that the markets, for example, in the Midwest have completely different asset values, meaning like how much, for example, does a house cost versus like California or New York or so forth. So I went to one of those areas uh, that has significantly lower average prices. And I realized that a lot of the people that are actually living or exploring that area have so much more in asset availability that they can really pick and choose the nice pieces. And what I mean by that is they have accumulated so much cash that they can really have the pick of the litter. One little episode or a little aspect to that, how can something like this happen? I know that sometime next year, I don't know the exact date, the government in the Netherlands, for example, announced that they will start charging a rich people tax. So they established a number that they considered to be indicative of wealth. Let's say that number is 100,000 euros. And they basically said anybody who has more than 100,000 euros in savings in their bank is going to pay this wealth tax. So guess what? They were thinking, okay, the Dutch people who have more than 100,000 in savings, mainly in cash, basically in euros in their savings account and otherwise, will take that money out and invest it in the country. But instead, what they did is they said, no, we are not want to give this country extra taxes on the money that we have already paid taxes on at least twice. So they're now on shopping sprees to find real investments, whether it's real estate or gold coins or Bitcoin or stuff like that, out of country most of the time where their regulations are more favorable. And so they're taking these millions and millions and maybe billions of dollars out of the country to make investments. And what it made me realize is that you can't necessarily tell what people have done and why are the Dutch having this much money? Because they have been told that the best thing to do when you make any kind of profit 
is to save their money in savings account. And most of the time, they made a little bit of interest on it. And they didn't mind that when the interest rates in general went really down, that they had the money sitting there. It was kind of like a safety cushion. And as soon as the government said, we don't want you to have the safety cushion all to yourself anymore, we want part of it, they started taking it out. And now they are cherry-picking the best deals in certain markets and pay for them in cash. And so if you come along or I come along and we think, okay, this is a market in the two to 300,000 area or the 100 to 200,000 area, which, depending on where we're coming from, might look affordable. But we are used to financing 80% and putting 20% down. We cannot really compete. Why am I telling you this little episode? I want you to understand that, number one, you want to actually make up your own number as you grow older and get more mature, those numbers will obviously change like they have for me. But make up your own number and pick a number that is motivating you to keep working on growing towards that number. And then number two, don't get too distraught when you ultimately get into an environment where you see out of certain circumstances people to have way, way more than you to put into the same asset group. And they have it because they did follow a different strategy that now has to change. And so they can afford to take certain deals that you can't make. So your wealth really needs to make you comfortable. And if you find that what you, find, what you have accumulated as wealth has not reached the level that really, really makes you comfortable, that should be energy and motivating to keep working on it. That's what I'm doing. That's why even though I've reached and gotten beyond the time freedom point, I haven't stopped. Because if you were to ask me, am I comfortable with what we have? Not really to the extent that I want to be comfortable. I'm comfortable when it comes to just paying the bills every month and stuff like that. But comfortable to an extent to say, I can really do what I really want anytime I want to. I'm nowhere near that. And that little Dutch episode has actually opened my eyes in that direction. So find your own wealth number for now and your next wealth number for the future and use it as a motivation. I've been doing this and it keeps me working and keeps me going and keeps me energized. So if that resonates with you, you want to talk more about it or any of the other things that I've been describing during the Odyssey, please go to idealinvestorshow.com, find the green button, book a call, have a conversation with me and see if what you want and what we are offering aligns and maybe you want to join our community as investor or as a mentoring client or in any other capacity. I look forward to that and until then, be well, stay safe and I'll talk to you tomorrow.